Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. My name is Ben Wilson. This week we are joined by the author of the homeschool experiment, Teresa Neal. It was a great interview and an encouraging look at the real side of homeschooling. But before we begin, we also want to thank our sponsor, Teaching Textbooks. They make math fun, and you can go check out the website over at teachingtextbooks.com for a free trial. So let's get started. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Well, we're going to kind of forego our chit chat. Uh, at the, the uh, beginning, because we've got a special guest with us, as Ben already mentioned. Um, we've got Teresa Neal with us, and I don't want to steal her thunder. Um, we're going to kind of like unveil this as we go. Uh, but she's the author of the book, uh, The Homeschool Experiment, and uh, the only book that we published that is not ours because we were such a fan of it. Um, but Teresa, thanks for being on the show. And yes. why don't you begin by Tell us, telling us a little bit about yourself. Okay, so thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be with you guys. Um, so I am married to Dan. We've been married 19 years. We live in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and we have four children, a 16-year-old boy, 14-year-old girl, 10-year-old boy, and a four-year-old boy. And I homeschool the younger three of them and right now we're homeschooling uh, my oldest as well. Normally he's at a private Christian school. He's in 10th grade, but he's home with us right now and we're loving having him here. So. Awesome. Well, it's something we ask, I think pretty much every every guest we've ever had on, but I think it's, a, it's important to know for everyone. So why and when did you decide to homeschool? What started it all for you? Okay. Well, I was not homeschooled and I didn't know very many homeschoolers. I grew up in Texas and um, when I came here to Tulsa, I worked with a church youth group and I had some teenage girls in my group and they, most of them were homeschooled and they were just the most mature, um, sweet and uh, not so interested in whatever, I mean, they weren't as caught up in appearances and um, trying to impress people, I guess, as I remembered, I was just really impressed with their character and um, they were well-spoken. And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna look into homeschooling. And I started going at our church, we had a homeschool support group. And so I started going when my son was two and I just loved it. I, I just loved the idea of having him home. And so we started there and uh, I've read so many books and I went to the homeschool meeting and I learned from the wisdom of all these women. And then, and then we had my second daughter, my second <laughs> child, my daughter. So he was like four and she was two and I started and it was just a disaster. <laughs> I, was, I felt like this was uh, like I had a plan and then my kids came and it was so hard. And so um, that was one of the things that kind of spurred me to write the book was it's it was just so different than I thought it would be. And um, and then we had my third child come along and he was a baby. And so just trying to. uh make it work and um like yeah those were the things that kind of got me started writing the book was you you can research and you can plan and you can feel like okay I know all the things to do and then your kids wake up <laughs> and it's it doesn't go that way yeah. so but it was still great even um even with all the hard things and even as as long as it took for us to figure out something that worked and as chaotic as it was I still loved it and um found a lot of good things, even, even though it was a lot messier than I thought it would be. And that's a story for all of us. It is a lot messier than we all thought it was going to be. We all thought it was going to be easy and a lot of fun and 
Yeah. And it is fun every once in a while. And it is easy when we're sleeping. Uh, yeah. <laughs> other on, than paper, that. on paper, it's it's really great. Right, right, right. And yeah. everybody else kind of portrays that it's really, really easy and really, really great. Um, well, why did you decide to write this book, The Homeschool Experiment? And I'll, I'll just say, um, you know, for everybody else, um, you know, the, the thing about this book, you, you and my wife would probably tell the same story, probably very similar to. Um, at the time, people would give us uh, manuscripts all the time. They'd say, hey, I, I've written a book and I'd love you to take a look at it and see if it might be something. And it would be something like so totally different than it was like recipes from the Puritan. <laughs> and I'm like, that's really probably not what we're going. And I, I mean, I got a lot of them. And yeah. uh, Teresa, she she proposed it. And, you know, in my head, I'm thinking, OK, Sure. And uh, she had a little folder, a little three ring binder um, that had, I think you put some, a candy bar or something in it. It had yeah. some chocolate with it. So I think I ate the chocolate and, yeah. and, uh, and I took the manuscript and I set it in our RV right by my wife's seat. And uh, I thought, oh, and we talked about it. And she said, well, I'll, I'll look through it. And, and cause we were in the midst of traveling and I, I know my, my wife picked it up and I, I don't even know if I was watching her read, but she was reading as I was driving and she chuckled and I'm like, and I kind of turned to her cause my wife doesn't chuckle when she reads. She doesn't laugh when she reads. And I'm just, I didn't it's even say anything. I just, type. yeah, she's more of a yeah. highlighter type, you know, <laughs> makes notes, writes in margins. And, yeah. and she laughed and I'm like, it just startled me and I'm like, nah, it's got to be a fluke. Yeah. And she did it again and again. And I thought in my head, I'm thinking, huh, this might be something. And I know even after that first reading, she wouldn't even, you know, she just started and, and she was like, this is really good. This mm -hmm. might be something that we'd be interested in because it fits so well with us. But why did you decide, you know, to write a book? I don't know if you always dreamed about it or you saw the need for it or it just bubbled up out of you. Why write the homeschool experiment? Um, well, that was really encouraging what you said. So thank, thank you and, and praise God for it. And I really feel like God was in the whole process. Like he kind of gave me the idea one day and I told my husband, hey, I think I want to write a book. And he was like, okay, but just don't let it take over our lives. And I was like, okay, but it kind of took over because I just <laughs> felt like this story <laughs> just for like a year. But I, um, I just felt like this story, it just, it suddenly all made sense. And I wanted to encourage others with that story. And that just every year it's hard in the beginning, but especially just starting out and it's so scary and you doubt yourself and you feel like, what am I doing? Is this even best for these kids? And um, just all those fears. And, but yet at the end of the year, you, I saw such good things every year and I was encouraged and I felt like God really meets us in that fear and helps us walk through it, but it's a scary process. So I kind of wanted to just show somebody who may be thinking about it or who may be starting out like what that story looks like. And I, there weren't any books about that. There were lots of books that tell you what to do, but nobody was really, I hadn't found one that really told the mom's story and what's going on 
in our head and heart. And I feel like a lot of people are going through this right now because all of a sudden they have to homeschool. They haven't prepared at all and everybody is homeschooling. Um, and it's a lot. And so just to encourage, encourage moms that one, it gets easier and two, to look for those, those moments of joy and like, look when you're at the end of the year, look back and see how far you've come. But when you're in the middle of it, it just sometimes feels like you're not making any progress or you doubt yourself or you feel discouraged. Now, did you choose, because um, again, this is a novel. Um, mm -hmm. And I used to say, you know, I, this is, I think the first homeschool novel that I've ever come across. I still don't think I've come across another homeschool novel, which, which tells the information in a, uh, an easy read. Did you do that on purpose or was it a story that just brewed up in your head? I was, I love to write and I was kind of trying to write something as nonfiction. And then I was reading Little Women with my book group and I noticed how Louisa May Alcott uses the story to kind of tell the truth. It's like the mom in the story is, is giving the wisdom and the girls are kind of learning. And so I thought, oh, I could have like these older women um, encouraging, just like I had these older women encouraging me and the younger one kind of learning, but you don't feel like you're being preached to really. Um, you're just learning along with the character. Well, one thing, I, if you're uh, listening uh, live, I did link the uh, the store in below so you can check out the book if you want. But something that people may be a little confused by is it says Charity Hawkins on the name. Yeah. And, no, and, and, you know, obviously you'll explain, but you're not related to yeah. Tim Hawkins, which I know even I was confused at first, or not confused, but I was like, oh, is she related to, you know, Tim? Everybody uh, so, asked. Yeah, exactly. Tim Hawkins' wife? And I'm Would like, you, you want to buy the book? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe explain I that know. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, and when I, so Hawkins is my maiden name. And so um, when I was writing it, well, one, I was being really honest about some of our struggles and some um, things that would probably embarrass my kids. And so I, was, I didn't really want to put, I didn't want to embarrass them. But also because it was a novel and I made stuff up and I, um, I needed, like, I kind of put all the criticisms that I had heard over the years into the character of the mother-in-law and sort of <laughs> made them these characters, which they're not like that at all. And they don't, like a lot of the things in the book I, I made up. And so I thought, well, it's just felt kind of weird to have my name and have half of it be true and half not. So I, I decided to use the pen name. So I chose, um, I, I used my maiden name and then Charity just because I like the name. But I don't think I'd even heard of Tim Hawkins back then. But um, yeah, he's super funny. I wish I was related to him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, well, how about a brief synopsis of the book? You know, we don't want you to give it away, um, give away the story but or the, the ending or how. But how about just uh, maybe tell us about who we're going to follow through the book and... Okay. Sure. So Julianne Miller is the name of the character and she you meet her as she's at a homeschool convention. She's trying to like figure out, you know, when you go to these conventions or even if you're just reading about it online, it's like, there's, there's this way of doing it. There's another way of doing it. There's another way of doing it. And it's pretty confusing. So she's trying to figure out what to do. And, um, and then she has a friend in the, in the book, who's kind of helping her, who's got a bunch of kids and has been a few uh, is farther down the road than her. So she's learning. She's got all these plans of how it's going to work. She starts and it doesn't, you know, work like we just talked about and it's hard. And then there's all these, um, you know, struggles 
and getting the kids to listen, kids having meltdowns when you ask them to do something, nobody paying attention, the mess, the crying baby, all the things that happen. And so she's dealing with all these fears and doubts throughout the book. And should I be doing this? And um, what if I screw my kids up? And what wouldn't they be better off in school? And kind of all those things. So we, um, she's trying to make the decision. And then also there's other things going on with the other characters and the stress and just the things of life. And so um, we're kind of, and, and, and as readers, they get to, I mean, I think most people, all right, one thing I hear a lot is that people could really identify it. We don't maybe voice those fears, but we all have those thoughts of, am I really the best person to do this? And, and all those things. Um, but we also get to see some of the fruit at the end and it's a compressed, you know, you read through it and you see the fruit at the end. Whereas in real life, sometimes you feel like you're just day after day, not making any progress. So hopefully they'll, and it's, it's meant to be funny and encouraging because like you want to read something that's funny, especially now I'm looking for things that are uplifting and funny. Um, cause you, there's just a lot that's not so funny right now, but, um, sometimes it's, it's like, I wanted it to be like some, when they go to a convention and they bring home all these books for their kids and all the books telling them what to do. I wanted something to be kind of fun for the mom to get to read and encourage her and be like a friend, just a friend to to talk to and kind of when you're discouraged and you talk to your best friend and they're like, Oh, you wouldn't believe what my kid did last week. <laughs> and you feel better. You're like, okay, I'm not right, the only right. one. And we're all in this together and we'll make it. Well, I think that's what Debbie uh, liked so much about it. It wasn't that it was just a slapsticky book because that's not Debbie. Um, but what she liked is that it was real and real seems funny when you say it out loud. You yes. know, when you're thinking, you know, I want to sell this kid, somebody, you know, put out yeah. a for sale sign and strap yourself to it. You know, it's not that it's so funny, but every mom can identify with that. And I think that's what my wife really identified with it because it just felt, it was kind of like, oh, did she just say that? That's yeah. how I feel. Yeah. And that's what <laughs> felt so good about it. Oh, that's great. Totally. Thank you. I want to take a minute just to thank our sponsor, Teaching Textbooks. Teaching Textbooks is one of the best math curriculums available. They have a new version of the curriculum that's better than ever, and you can access it from Windows, Macs, Chromebooks, and even smartphones. Every math problem is explained and demonstrated in an easy-to-understand way that takes some of the stress and responsibility away from you. Teaching Textbooks stores your child's grades so you can easily ensure they are learning, and you can check your progress. If you know someone who just started homeschooling or hates their current math time, then send them to Teaching Textbooks website for a free trial and to view a sample lesson. Also, if you'd like to purchase the homeschool experiment, visit thesmilinghomeschooler.com and click on the store. Um, but what is uh, what is something that you want a mom to take away from reading your book? What's that, you know, if you could say, okay, if you read my book, here's the one thing I want at least, you know, uh, what would that be? Maybe not to be so hard on herself. Um just we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and we feel like we have to do everything right and um well nobody's going to do everything right and that's not leaving a lot of room for god to work because and that's one thing i've seen even since writing the book is we can't do it all right and have our kids turn out a certain way um god is working and we have to trust that he is working in them too and and that and part and just realizing it's not all up to us is very freeing and relieves a lot of that anxiety too. 
Um, so I guess maybe just for her to feel, um, take some of the pressure off of having to do it all right. And, um, remembering that it's, a, we can, we can do work, but God is the one that brings the increase. So, so there's not a magical formula to create a perfect child, unfortunately. Yeah, you can do the magical formula and they still might choose not to do what you thought was right, what they right. should do. So yeah. Darn. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, I mean, really that's why we were publishing the book because it, it's exactly what we believe. Um, and that's what the smiling homeschooler is all about. Well, you know, I was just thinking about that because uh, um, about uh, Julian Miller and and I thought, you know, what would she be like now, you know, eight years later? Because this is a, it's a it's a fairly short time frame. And, you know, I, I, I think about that sometimes in other books uh, as time passes. Where would they be now? Where yeah. would she be now? Because it's kind of like you at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, even though you're, like you said, it's exaggerated, and you pick up, you make up stuff too. But that journey also comes out of yourself and your own experiences. You know what? What has she learned, or where is she? What has she learned in eight years since the book came out? Yeah. Well, yeah. So I was thinking about that too, just because it has been. It goes so fast, mm -hmm. and um, so I guess that's one thing is just, it really does go fast. And like you always say, um, to enjoy them. And I think sometimes when we take the pressure off and, um, so I guess maybe she would have learned to, although I still put a lot of pressure on myself. Right, 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 right. <laughs> she learned nothing. She's exactly in the same space she was last time. No, because now my daughter who is too, because the book I wrote, you know, it was, it was a little ahead, but anyway, she's going to be in high school next mm. year. I can't go back to her little curly headed preschool self. Okay. And, and, and so now looking at my four-year-old, I'm like, yeah, so he doesn't sit still and listen, just like nobody has ever sat still and listened. That still is going on when I read. I mean, they, but it seems like I always have a, a preschooler or a toddler, but, but I know he's just so cute and I know he's not going to be for very long. And so, and that perspective of, and, and I think that has helped me have when I, right now having my son home from high school, um, I, I'm, I'm really thankful for this time of having him home. I mean, mm -hmm. there's all kinds of stuff going on that's hard, but for, for just having him home, I am cherishing that time because he's only going to be here two more years. So just that maybe a little bit longer perspective and seeing that the things we worry about when they're young, we can work on, but, um, you know, like the fact that my four-year-old doesn't obey and runs away when I call his name. Okay. So I can work on that, but I don't feel like I'm failing. I'm a terrible parent. He is awful. Mm -hmm. He's never going to like go to college. Right. It's just, <laughs> this his is teacher won't call his name and he's not going to run away. <laughs> right. Like this is a process and I can enjoy him at the same time. Mm. Yeah. So what would you say to that mom who is maybe back eight years ago where you were or a little bit longer maybe, but, um, you know, who is just experimenting or getting started with homeschooling, uh, and they're feeling, you know, all of those same things and especially discouraged, I'm sure, and probably overwhelmed. Uh, what would be that a little bit of advice you would give to that mom? Well, for discouragement, like for me, um, when I'm feeling discouraged or for her, um, I think just looking at 
well, counting the joys and noticing the good parts of the day and the week, especially for those moms. I mean, there's so many moms that are really thrown into this who've been homeschooling for a couple of weeks and feel like I'm terrible. I can't yeah. wait to send them back to school. But sometimes just noticing the the good moments and the joys of, you know what, my kids are playing together outside. They wouldn't be doing this if they were in school. Um, I get to make muffins and teach them fractions that way. And I, I couldn't do that if they were in school. Um, just noticing those little things. And I would even sometimes I write them down often and just write homeschooling joy. And I just write the mm. moment of half a sentence or take a picture. Um, when the older ones are cuddling up with the little one and they're reading to him. I mean, those things wouldn't happen if they were in school. And so there's um, noticing those moments and also um, looking at progress. So looking back to the beginning of the year and seeing how much they have learned and how much they've grown helps. Um, because we, we do tend to be hard on ourselves and think, well, you know, if they were in school, they would be learning all these things, but they're learning a lot at home. And there's that, um, poem that I just looked up today. Cause I was thinking about it, about little grains of little drops of water, little grains of sand and how those little moments really do make up big things. And so maybe it's just reading on the couch for 15 minutes, but, but you're giving your child a love of reading, um, in a way they wouldn't have in a classroom. So, and just kind of looking at those things and encouraging yourself that this is, these are things, um, that are special about home, even if it's, just for a short time, or maybe that'll, like I was talking to a neighbor down the street who was, um, had thought about homeschooling and she had to homeschool right now because, um, all the schools are closed and she saw some of those joys. She saw some of the things that were advantages and some of the struggles were not there. And so she's probably going to homeschool next year. So I think there's a lot of people like that too, who once you, cause normally there's all this fear of, of should I be doing this? Well, now nobody, it doesn't matter if you should or not, you are. And so that's kind of taken away. And so my prayer is that people, that it would encourage them that maybe want to, but are scared to just think I can do this and I am doing it. And so, um, so those things, taking the pressure off and then for feeling overwhelmed, um, one thing I do that I think is really important is to really think about what fills the mom up because we can get really overwhelmed with everything, even going to the grocery store right now is hard. Um, so I think finding things that fill the mom up and help like for me exercise, or I'm an introvert. So I like alone time, maybe it's time with a friend, but for me, if I get those things, I'm much, I feel, hmm. um, like my, my cup is full and I'm not, I feel like I can give to my kids a little more without feeling like, oh, I just don't have anything left. Hmm. Um, and then, and one other thing I had written down was, um, like when I feel overwhelmed for me to stop sometimes and think about, okay, what's going well and, and kind of write that down. Like maybe, maybe when they all play outside, it's great. And we love that. Maybe um, like we do a checklist where they, you know, felt they do their chore, they do whatever's on their list and then they're play every time. So I write down, okay, these things are going well. And then I think about what isn't going well. Cause sometimes I just feel like everything's awful. Um, but when I think about it, it's usually, <laughs> um, I, I need alone time. That's why I'm feeling stressed. So that is pretty, I can fix that. I can make sure everybody takes a rest and I go for a walk. So sometimes just thinking like, what, what is something, what's causing me the most stress and what, and what could I do about that can help. Well, we are about out of time. I do want to say too, that, um, you know, this book also has some study, a study guide in the back. 
that for each chapter, there's some questions that you can do by yourself or you can do with a group. It has some other resources. And that was really what's neat about it because it has resources, really practical things throughout the whole, the whole book. It's not just a story, but like you said, it's kind of a, a teaching story. It's got some of that in there. Um, they can find it on Amazon. They can get it to smilinghomeschooler.com. They can come to the the homeschool experiment uh, website, which is the homeschoolexperiment.com. Where else might they find you or if they want to make a contact with you, what's the best way to do that? Well, um, they could email me if they want to like contact me. Um, it's charity at the homeschoolexperiment.com. Um, but I don't really update my site very often. So I would say, I mean, they can get the book from you. That would be the best place is just whatever link you guys have. Um, and listening to your podcast because I don't put much out. I did just put out um, on the homepage of the homeschoolexperiment.com some sample checklists that may be helpful. Probably most of your listeners are homeschoolers, but if they have friends or family who are struggling or who are, um, one thing I'm hearing a lot from my sister and, and other people who don't homeschool is they're just, they don't know what to do with their kids all day. And so there's some ideas of like, what can you do? That's not academics, right. but um just how to break up your day and, and let them do things that are learning and, and um, relational too. So that's out there um, on the homepage. And also there's some ideas about working. Like I have a sample schedule for parents who are having to work and homeschool. Mm. Just some ideas from when I was writing the book that worked for me. Um, so those are some resources, but really um, just following you because you put more stuff out than I do. So <laughs> Well, Teresa, it has been, a, has been a pleasure having you on here and a pleasure partnering together. Uh, again, I highly recommend it. My wife gives it two thumbs up. The Homeschool Experiment, you can get it at our website. Again, you can get it on Amazon. You can find it other places as well. Um, and uh, we might have to do this again sometime. Yeah, well, thank you. It was great. It was really good to talk to you. Okay, well, have a great day. Okay, you too. Thanks, okay. Todd. So, well, have a great week, Mom. I hope you'll consider picking up uh, Teresa's book, also Charity Hawkins' book. Uh, you get two two authors for the price of one. Um, and uh, I know you're going to be encouraged. You're going to laugh. And that's, you know, and we're, it's, it's real. And so have a great week. Um, don't stress. Just enjoy your children. And don't forget to smile. Thank you for joining us for episode 87. Hopefully what Teresa had to share was encouraging to you. If you haven't read The Homeschool Experiment yet, we hope you do so soon and enjoy it and laugh. I also want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring this Mind Homeschooler. They make math fun and you can check out their website over at teachingtextbooks.com. Have a great week and as always, keep smiling. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry. Be happy. In every life we have some trouble. But when you worry, you make it double. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy now. Don't worry. Be happy. No place to lay your head.
Somebody came and took your bed. Don't worry. Be happy. The landlord say your rent is late. He may have to litigate. Don't worry.